Welcome to another episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk Podcast. I am your host, Rita Hart. Today, we'll be interviewing CEO Tawana Bonaparte, a native of Orangeburg, South Carolina. Her company, Six Seeds Financial, focuses on financial literacy. Tawana is an author and an advocate for financial literacy for the local schools, such as daycares, elementary schools, group homes, and middle schools. Welcome, Tawana. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, always is a pleasure to have you on talking about how to handle money, what money means, or having a mindset around money. Can I ask you, how did you begin this path to financial literacy? Well, my journey started when I was younger, listening to my parents talk about financial stuff as far as saving money and them budgeting accordingly because they, you know, said they didn't make a whole lot of money. But to me, you know, I thought we were rich because we always had all the things that we need. And when I got older, all the things that my father was teaching me kind of made sense because he always made sure that he took care of the bills and provided food and always put money aside for rainy days. He saved really well and had retirement plans, which I didn't understand back then. Mm. And to piggyback off of that also, my educational background, just by the fact of me waiting to get in the nursing program and couldn't get in because it was so competitive, I ended up changing my studies to business and finance. And once I started working with that, I kind of liked it. And then I started reflecting back on the things that my parents taught me growing up and it kind of made sense. And then I kind of start liking it. And then I started talking to more people and their jacked up situations as far as them not being educated and not knowing how to save money and just want to spend, spend, spend. So like every other person I talked to was singing the same song and I was like, oh, I got to jump in and do something. So then Mm -hmm. I started thinking, well, maybe I can start doing more research and reach out to people and start helping. So when I started helping one person and then the next person, and I was like, let me just start my own business and then I'll be able to help as many people as I possibly come across. So that's kind of like how it started. That was the background. It stems from my childhood up until adulthood. That's amazing though. It's amazing that your parents were conscious enough to teach you about financial literacy at a young age because we get into this place as being a parent that you're like I'm just trying to make it I just Mm -hmm. you know and the last thing on your mind is like I need to sit my child down and talk about finances especially when I'm struggling or I'm broke so I applaud your parents for that and I'm glad that they did that because now you're here to help everyone else right (laughs) absolutely I'm going to help as many as I possibly can I can't save the whole world but right (laughs) I can do what I can so being a parent is hard as we've just been discussing perhaps the greatest challenge any parent faces is the financial responsibility of raising children right and in the case of money matters ignorance is not bliss and what you don't know can hurt you Research shows that children benefits from learning about how money works. It starts at a beginning and at a very young age, as we just been chatting it up about. Teaching children to be financially responsible early on will help them cope with challenges like setting limits, planning a budget, as Tawana was mentioning, resisting impulsive buys. There's a lot of different ways to help kids get smart about spending. And so this is why I'm just so charged up on having you speak more about it. But many parents are fine with teaching their kids about saving money, but the buck normally just stops there. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So how can parents teach financial wisdom to their children in a practical way that will benefit them for their whole life? I always, always tell parents, 
let's do field trips. Let's do stuff that's fun, mm. things that they like to do and throw in some financial stuff. Like, for example, I'll give my kids $100. We'll go to the mall, but we're going to have a conversation before we go in the mall. You only have $100. Mm -hmm. If you spend over that, then you can't buy that item because if your purchase is $101, you don't have enough money. So you're going to have to spend under $100 because you got to think about taxes. You got to think about saving some of it at least. Don't spend the whole $100 in there. So we do field trips like that. We go make deposits in the bank and just make sure that we're saving as well as sometimes getting some of the things that we want. So just make an activity out of it. We have bingo. We have different types of games and resources. I even have a kid's book now. It's very simple. It's real easy to read and it has pictures to match it. Just kind of showing the kids the way to spend money, how to save money and understand the fact that your parents have to go out every day and work for that money. And just to let them understand the importance of how they spend their money. So it's a bunch of resources and tools out there. But I would say start off with some type of fun activity to make them interested in learning more about it. And once they see how fun it can be, then they'll want to learn more about it. And then you kind of progress up to another level with it. But for starters, I will make activities out of it and plan like a family night on a Friday night and mm -hmm. play board games that pertains mm -hmm. to finance. That's good. Tell us more about your book. Oh, my book is called Building Blocks, Learning the Value of Money. And it's mm -hmm. for little small age kids because I think it starts at an early age. And if you instill this in them early, that it'll follow them throughout adulthood. Because you can go from just reading this little simple book, which is teaching you how to make money so as far as a lemonade stand or selling some candy or just anything simple. In the book, it talks about a lemonade stand, saving money that way and providing funds to go into their accounts. And then it also talks about how the parents have to get out and go work and provide for the family. But at the same time, coming back, talking to the kids about, we have these bills, we have you to take care of. So we can't just buy you everything that you want, but we're going to provide you with everything that you need. And just to let them understand and learn that by running their own little business how you have to learn how to save and then the money that you make, you got to put back into the business so that you can buy more supplies to keep the business running. Mm. So it's just a little small, simple book to make them understand. Like you can't just get money, you know, it's not falling out the trees. You got to work for it and earn <laughs> it and learn how to save it and put it in the right place. And then at the end, it's like all of them coming together, having a discussion about money, just so everybody can understand the concept. And that's what the book is about. And where can we find it at? You can get that book through me or you okay. can go to my website at sixseasfinancial.com. And I also have a Linktree account where you can purchase it there and you can download the activity at the mm. end where it's a little packet and you save for a particular item and you write down and keep the progress of the money save for like a new pair of shoes or a game or something. Cause you know, kids are right. tech savvy and they want to play games and stuff, but it's a real good read and it's real simple and easy to understand. And those are the ways that they can purchase it. We've been talking about the importance of children learning about money at a young age. How can parents enforce financial knowledge? Leading by example, for one. Mm -hmm. Impulse shopping, it can be to a minimum. You can sit down when you're doing your monthly budget, which is what we do in my household. And mm -hmm. you can let them kind of sit in on that and explain to them, like, this is how much money we have. This is where the money is going. This is what we have left over. So 
just to let them see firsthand, like, mm -hmm. so they'll learn from that. If you sit down and educate your kids on the things that you have going on and be a good example for them, I think it'll kind of like stay with them long term when they get older so they can follow the same in your footsteps. But if you're constantly taking them to the mall and shopping and you splurging <laughs> and you know, not doing the right thing with your money, then it's kind of like going to fall in their hands. And like, well, my mom did it, so I can do it too. And that's not the right way to do it. Yeah. When you said that, I just started thinking back on when my children were younger. Well, I wasn't even, I don't think I even thought that my financial habits, my spending habits was even affecting them. So for you to say that that is an awakening, we need to hear right, that. Right, right. You also do advocacy in schools and daycares and educational settings. So what role does the school play in helping in financial literacy? Well, let me jump off of that for one second to help you understand what I'm trying to do as well. I okay. have a nonprofit organization called Building Blocks Foundation, and okay. this is a program that I want to implement into the school systems so that they can have this in place for the schools that don't have a financial literacy program, because some do and some don't. They're at school eight hours a day, and they're at home the remaining of the time. If you got the school enforcing it and enforcing it at home, we can't help but to change the mindset of them when it comes to financial literacy because it's going to be taught at home and taught at school. We can eliminate majority of the poverty, the bad credit when they get older, and the spending habits that impulse spending because we are consumers and we will buy everything we see. We see the ads on social media and we just want to buy, 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 but nobody's putting out there how to save and how to invest mm -hmm. and how to save for your future and retirement and stuff. So we instill it at an early age in the school systems throughout high school and college, then I think we'll change the world a little bit more than what, because right now I meet so many people in 19 and 20 year olds. I don't know how to save. I don't know how to budget. When I see my money in my account, I just swipe my card until I get paid again and I swipe it some more. So that's just like spending wow. your money on stuff that doesn't even matter. And you're not saving a dime for your wow. future. Yeah. Can you share like maybe one or two of the tips? We start with the mindset. And if you can change your mindset, the way you're thinking about spending, mm -hmm. that's the first step. Because if you can realize that you have to think differently when it comes to spending and saving and wanting to protect your future in a positive manner when it comes to your money, it starts with the mind. So mm -hmm. that's the first thing that I try to explain to them. And I break it down and try to do little activities and show them examples on how you can think about your futures. Like, just like you want to write down on your calendar, like these new Jordans are coming out on the 22nd and I got to have X amount of dollars to purchase them. What about when you get 25 and you want to purchase a home? You mm. can start saving for your home at this same early age that you're sitting here planning to purchase those sneakers with. So right. when I get them to understand the importance of that and to change the way that they think about spending, then it's so much easier for them to learn and to accept it. But if you're just sitting here telling them, save your money, save your money, they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you show them and give them examples and walk them through it and teach them how to do it, it is so much easier because I had to do that with my kids. Like I said, we do field trips 
and we give them a certain amount of money to spend and teach them like we got to get a haircut you want chick-fil-a when you leave the mall this is the amount of money that you have to have to have all these things done and you don't want to spend all of your money at one time you do want to save some of it just because you have a hundred dollars does not mean you have to spend a hundred dollars right if you know you're going to need 25 dollars just to buy one item that's fine you're going to need ten dollars for a haircut that's also fine and let's say ten dollars for chick-fil-a It's okay for you not to spend the whole amount of money. You can save the rest for something else later. The thing of the matter is what I'm trying to get them to understand is you don't have to spend it all just because you have it. Mm -hmm. So most people have money in their pocket and it's just like my mama say, your money burning a hole in your pocket. You got to get rid of it and spend it. They want (laughs) to go to the store every five minutes. And I'm like, no, you don't need that. It's just something that you want. And if you could just change their mindset on spending, now it's to the point to where now all they want to do is save their money. Now, they're Mm -hmm. very cautious about spending because I had to explain to them and show them, not just tell them, but show them the concept. And once they got that, then it made a whole world of a difference. So it's not as hard anymore when it's time to go somewhere and they're like, oh, we're not going to spend all of our money. So now they understand. So Mm -hmm. if you can show them as well as tell them, then I think it'll be so much easier. How can we convert financial behaviors to the millennials for the good of the economy? With being proactive in their lives and putting these in the school systems because they go to school. Mm. So they have to learn and they want to graduate. Some don't care and some do. But my son is a senior in high school now. And I just noticed that he has a business finance class and I got super excited. I'm like, I am so glad that they now offering these classes, not even not just on the college level, but on the high school level as well. So I think it's important for little kids like elementary age eighth graders going to high school and 12th graders going to college. Like those are the ones that need to be targeted the most. And once we reach out to them and it's something in place at school, there's no way that we can't win in this world when they get ready to graduate from college, knowing that they have to have their money in order because they're getting these student loans and they're getting these grants and stuff. Some they have to pay back and some they don't. And not everybody's going to go to college, Mm -hmm. but at least they'll know that, you know what, I can't spend like I used to because I have a situation with my sister. And my dad taught us all the same thing. Some of us get it, some of us don't. So with her, she went to college and got a credit card and maxed it out. And they started calling the house for the money. And my dad was like sitting her down, like, you got to pay this money back because you spent it. And she was like, well, they gave me this credit card. He said, yes, you used it. You bought stuff with it. Now you have to pay the bill. And she just act like she was oblivious to it. Like she just didn't realize that she had to pay this money back. Like, oh, we're going to give you this credit card because you're a freshman in high school. So he made her pay that money back. And she realized from that day forward, like, I got to pay my bills. He was like, you can't walk around in this world and don't pay your bills because you're going to have bad credit. He called it a hard paymaster because, you know, back in the day, they didn't talk about credit that much. I learned that on my own. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he was like, you want to pay back stuff that you get from people and don't ever not pay something back because then nobody want to give you anything again. So he was teaching us all of this stuff growing up and it's instilled in me. Like I learned that from him and it sticks with me to today. Like I like to pay my bills on time. So yeah, I think if we implement these things in the school systems and with different programs they got out now, they got apps that they can go to. Like it's so much information out there and it starts at home. Like if the parents would just do their part and it's sometimes hard for parents to do that because like you said earlier, some people are struggling to make ends meet and the last thing that they're thinking about is teaching their kids about money. 
They are so busy trying to make sure the lights stay on and food is on the table and they got a roof over their head. Talking about money is not a subject of discussion that wants to be had in the house because you're struggling to keep things alive. So if they get it in school and they can sometimes come home and maybe help their parents out with it, Mm. like this is what I learned in school. Like maybe we should try this. Like it could be a win-win for everyone. I love what you just said, that the, maybe the child can come home and introduce the parent to something new. I love that. How can parents educate their seeds to become owners versus employers? Ugh. Oh, I love that question. That is my favorite. <laughs> I will talk and write a book on this question. So what my suggestion is, without offending anyone or anybody about the difference between working for someone or working for yourself that's a personal decision that you have to make but you can also educate your kids on the importance of it because if you're your own boss and you're making your own money you don't have to answer to anyone but yourself stop Mm. making other people rich with their companies and create your own company and make yourself rich and i am a prime example i went to school and got my undergraduate degree in 2011 thinking I was going to have a six-figure job because I got a degree. That was not true. I applied for jobs day in and day out, seven days a week. Nobody hired me. You got to have a master. So I went back and got my MBA in 2014. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to get me a six-figure job because I got this degree. I went and applied for every financial job, every bank that was in Atlanta. Nobody called me back. Nobody responded. Got my resume done 10 times, spent all this money. I said, well, you know what? Y'all don't want to hire me on your job, I will create my own. And that's when I came up with my own business, which the name was different back then in 2009. But later on, I was like, oh, I have six seeds. So let me name my company Six Seeds Financial. And that's how I started my own business. If somebody don't want to give you something or provide you with something, you create your own. It's going to be a long road of planning and learning how to, because I do have an online class where it teaches you how to build your business and how to maintain it. I have a book, part three of my first book, Building Your Business from Ground Zero, Step-by-Step Process. And I also offer the service of business building. So yes, I do offer that service as well. And I can teach you how to start your business from the beginning to getting it out there up and running. So for parents that want to teach their kids that, just show them how you can go work for somebody for $9 an hour and the CEO is making $500,000 to a million dollars a year and you're just making $9 an hour and they're not doing the work, you are. So for that same reason, find something that you love. If you like cooking or if you like being crafty, if you like creating stuff, it's okay to start your little small business on the side and build it up. And then at some point, you're going to want to just do that full time because you're going to start making so much money for yourself. And you're going to be like, why am I sitting here making $9 an hour on a job and it's not meaningful doing something that I don't want to do? So I always tell people, turn your hobby into a dollar, make some money off of it, something that you love to do, because then it won't seem like work. Mm-hmm. It'll be so much fun. It'll be doing something that you like to do, and then you'll be making money on top of it. So it's going to be a win-win situation for you. All of my kids have their own little side business or whatever they're all going to be entrepreneurs they want to be like their moms i love it i love that you have taught each one of your children to have their own small businesses can you tell us more about your services as far as the one for business building what i do is i provide a blueprint well they can come to me with the blueprint of what they want to create as a business 
I do the articles of incorporation. I help them with the website, business cards, business plan, different banks that they can go to to open up a business account. Like it's just an array of things that are required to get it Mm -hmm. up and running. But if you know what it is that you want to do, you can bring it to me and I can help you get that dream, help that dream come true. But as far as helping you find out what it is you want to do, now that's something I don't know and I don't (laughs) know how to help you do. But if you come to me with an idea, I can get it up and running for you with no problem. Is there any lasting thoughts you want to leave with the ladies out here? Please go to my website, Building Blocks Foundation, the number one.org. Purchase a ticket to come to my gala next year, June 26th. We are doing a fundraiser. And this money is going towards the implementing of the financial literacy program in any school that we can get it in. If you got a school in California, we'll have the program there. Wherever you are, we want to implement this program into any school that will allow us to do so. And the fundraiser, the tickets are $50. And I said, I'm only going to raise $10,000 since this is my first one, but -hmm. it's the first of many because I need way more money than that. But I'm for starters, I'm going to start that off so I can start with the local schools and the surrounding in areas and get this program implemented because it is very, very, very important that we implement this financial literacy program in any school that will allow us to. Yeah, so, that's yeah. amazing. So Tawana's last thoughts to stop spending. Stop spending. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, save a little bit. Yeah, save a little bit. In closing, just bouncing off of what Tawana has said, the importance of teaching your children how to make and manage money is paramount. It is paramount. As parents, we want life to be better for our kids. We want them to know the value of a dollar, the dangers of debt and credit cards, and the rewards of sticking to a budget. We especially want to prevent our children from making the same financial mistakes that we made. We can accomplish this if we equip them early with the basic financial principles of earning, budgeting, and saving. If they are well prepared to make a good financial decision, hopefully our children can later avoid costly financial mistakes that can follow them for decades. We do not want that. Oh my God. Talking comfortably about your finances is an important part of helping your kids develop a healthy relationship with money. As talking about money cannot be regulated to a one-time conversation. It needs to be part of your day-in, day-out conversations. As money topics come up and your kids are around, talk to them about it. God tells us to train our children and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Proverbs 22 and 6. Tawana, can you please tell us again where we can reach you on social media network? We can be found on Instagram with at Six Seeds Financial and also on Facebook as well at Six Seeds Financial. I'm on LinkedIn as Six Seeds Financial and also on LinkedIn, I mean on Instagram, I'm Building Blocks Foundation. You can go in and like, comment, share, and order your copy of your book. The link is in the bio. And also, I want you to visit my website. I want you to go to SixSeasFinancial.com. Thank you so much, Tawana. We look forward to more things to coming from Six C Financial. Again, this is another episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. And until then, you guys go and be great. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk, powered by My Story, the magazine. Stay connected with us directly through our website, www.mystorythemagazine.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram and Facebook at at mystorythemagazine. If you would like to share your story or like to speak with us, please send us an email through hello at mystorythemagazine.com. 
And as always, thank you for having Girl Chat with us. Until next time, girl, go be great.